Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We got our boy Matt Henderson here today. Thanks for being here hey today, man. Appreciate hey it. Hey, y'all. Um, before we get started, we just want to let everybody know to if you have any questions or suggestions for the show or any unpopular opinions you'd like to get out there, you can email us at bottomofthebill at gmail.com. Uh, then I want to mention a couple of shows we have coming up. Uh, Side Hustle is going to be at Jack Rabbits with uh, some cool up-and-coming bands, Alchematic and Mr. Cool. Uh, great bands. They have so much better names than our band. <sighs> Side Hustle is a great name. Uh, um, it really is a good name. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? I think it's better than like my mispronounced band name constantly. Donka. We did that to ourselves. Sorry, all right, do the church news announcements and then one of my favorite videos ever is the uh, Joe Bo talking about uh, the, the history of uh, Danka. Like, what, where's it come from and everything like that? We'll get into uh, it. We'll get into all it. Right. Keep so going. Uh, <laughs> that, that shows at Jackrabbits <laughs> on February 5th. So make sure you get your tickets. You can go to SideHustleTheBand.com and get your tickets there. Um, I have a couple solo gigs coming up. You can no catch me at uh, The Omni. Well, I guess you, all the rest of you plebs can't do that. It's a private gig. But, uh, anyways, uh, Southern Kitchen on January 23rd. Uh, and then uh, ABBQ on January 24th. Aren't you playing in the garage this weekend, too? Yeah, but by the time this airs, this weekend will be oh, that's uh, right. Won't yeah, be relevant anymore. Never mind. Technicalities. Yeah. How did, wait, how did how did the show of the garage go? It was fine. I love playing there. No, because uh, we're now we're in the future. Oh, because uh, <laughs> 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 I just played there. I just played there last weekend, though. That's why I, I was confused. Did you have a good gig? Uh, yeah, it was an amazing gig. All my friends came. Really? Yeah. I, well, I, I was there, right? You were there, yeah. I was there? Okay, that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that's great. Anyways, you guys want to talk about talk about your stuff now? <laughs> that was brilliant, by the way. Thank you. I just, uh, I didn't, I, it took me way too long to catch it. Yeah, same here, apparently. <laughs> well, that's right. I huh? ran on a different speed. Hey, uh, uh, we need a cheers before we get started. Mm. We got cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers, guys. We have only just begun. <laughs> but anyways, but I, what, what, uh, when we were talking about band names, it reminded me of the YouTube video... This must have been like 2007 or so. Um, it was Joe Bowater talking about why you named your band Danka. Was it like an interview behind? Was it the behind Freebird interview? It was one something or? like that. And then it was just Joe Bowater just going, "Yeah, when you open up a bag of weed <gasps> and it's just like it's dank, and then you go ah." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's a very good explanation. It can't be the reason why, is well, it? No, um, <laughs> I mean. That's not. I mean, that's. <laughs> but that was fucking hilarious. It's great. It's classic. It's that's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really he's, funny. He's he's got uh uh he's more in your face than I am, Joe Bowater. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what, what he's doing or anything like that. I hear he, he's he he's, he's doing, doing really well doing for himself well. up him. there in Nashville. But he's probably one of the funniest people I ever met. Nice. Really good guitar player too. I, him, I met him at church actually. Oh nice. Yeah. Ironic as hell, but that's why. Yeah. I no. No. Of course. We're in a gang too. Yeah, oh, thirty-eight cute. for life. Yeah, Jack Speed. Are y'all really right. in a gang? Yeah, well, that was our our, uh, our mission statement was that we were gonna break into thirty-eight places. <laughs> yeah, hitting nice. licks. That's what Joe, Joe yeah, would say all yeah, the time. Exactly. He's like, I'm hitting licks. I'm hitting licks, bud. <laughs> Everybody's gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I miss him so much. Oh yeah, uh, and his brother too. But I. Uh, well, Joe, if you're watching, yeah, maybe Joe, you know, Bo, hi, if you're hey, bud. <laughs> just let me know how you're doing. But just let me know how you're uh, doing, he really bud. He just had a daughter. No, fuck it. God, we're getting old. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, we would we would break into uh, <laughs> places. I'm probably incriminating myself. I plead the fifth. This is, this is all 
You know, statu- for statute uh, limit- limitations. Limitations. Yeah. limitations. Statute. Well, all the places that I broke into are uh, uh, torn down now at the beach. But do you remember the uh, more limiting for do prosecution? The, <laughs> do you remember the uh, uh, Pinman House that was abandoned with all the uh, satanic spray paint and all all that crap? No. <sighs> I mean, I grew up right off Penman. I don't feel yeah. like I feel like I, on I'm the either other, on the other side when it used to <sighs> be like almost like a dirt road and everything. But uh, yeah, we broke in there. We like down Arden Way. Yeah. Or like off Penman. Any, okay. Well, anyways, we anyways, band names. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's go back, back in the day though. We do miss you, Joe. I hope, yeah. Hope you're still shredding. <laughs> yeah. And he was so good at guitar, but anyways. Um, so I guess you're, you're born and raised <laughs> in Jacksonville then, right? What? You're born and raised in Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, Jacks I Beach. mean, uh, I guess I was born in Port St. Lucie, but, uh, you know, four years old since we've been in Jacksonville my whole life. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, we've been here for, for a good, good amount of time. <laughs> when did you start playing music? Uh, I think I started playing bass in about sixth grade, sixth, fifth or sixth grade. I started taking, like, I did about a year of bass lessons. Oh, nice. Through... Uh, David Redding, I don't know if you guys. He's really good. He's I don't a think I he's think. a really good singer too. He's like a. Who's he plays? He play with anybody? Or I don't. I don't know. If he, I think he just teaches. But I th- my mom found him out of a book in George's music. Oh, nice. <laughs> like bass teachers. I was a. I was really about playing bass. I wanted to be a bass player, but. Really. You know. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, Can you still play bass? I mean. A little bit. <laughs> I feel like every guitarist I mean, can play bass. Uh, no. Uh, have you seen the thing about guitar players is you play gu- like guitar players are you know guilty of playing the bass like a guitar. Yeah, that's the that's problem. That's the problem. I know. Uh, a lot of times What's it the seems. Difference? You can uh, just kind of tell in the f- in the in the feel of it. You know, I don't know. Billy doesn't it pay attention. Cheesy, but he doesn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Oh, I can only play one instrument. I can play and, the piano. And you only listen to yourself when you're playing too. So that's like uh-huh. another thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 Uh, What's wrong with that? D- <laughs> Nothing, I guess. If I sound <laughs> great, always. Yeah, always. Um, so, did you come from a musical family, or is it something that you kind of p- found or discovered yourself? Uh, so, my uncles are both pretty good at playing guitar, and my one, you know, my uncle Steve is good at keyboards, and my uncle Moker is a fantastic guitar player. He he played in a band. I think they were called One Track Mind, back in. Uh, like just bar gigging, you know. So he he did the bar gig scene and. Uh, Sounds familiar. Well, I mean, it was they probably did. I I feel like he's the type of musician that knows every single cover and could like you know, cite cite like hear a song one time and print it out and play it kind of guy. Like yeah, he's like a the a really talented bar gig guy and uh they played they played it uh, Lucky Stiff. It's a hilarious band name for an old guy. Lucky Stiff. Yeah, <laughs> but they strange. play like uh that like uh, really familiar too. They play uh, Dancing in the Streets. Yeah, oh, okay. Like stuff like that. Like bar gigs like or uh, you know like fe- like city festivals, like yeah. city they're, they're gigs. They're generation up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're just still doing it and That's playing. awesome. But uh nobody in my like like my mom and dad, my dad plays a little harmonica but not like nobody's like not like a musical family. You that's know? A, yeah, that's the same way with yeah, me too. It's like Every time I play guitar, my dad will try to sing, and it's like the most, like, stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> his, his dad his dad was a rock star. Still is. Uh, not a rock star. George is a rock star. For George sure. is, is a rock star in, in my eyes, yes, but yeah. not in. But back yeah. in the 80s and everything like that. Like he was 70s. A star. Oh, yeah, sorry, because he's a little bit older, but he was crushing 80s, it. too, I guess, but, yeah. Yeah, they did all kinds of cool stuff. He's a nice guy, too. Um, were you, so when did you start playing guitar? Uh, 
after I became the guitarist of Danka. Oh, really? <laughs> was that, your, was that <laughs> your first like creative project? Yeah, like this. What we did. We started. Uh, so, I wrote probably four or five songs in uh, like maybe ninth or tenth grade, and then Logan, rest in peace, Logan. He's uh, the original drummer of Danka. He came up with the name Danka, uh, just mowing lawns. Like there's a some company had. I think it, you know, they actually pronounce it Donka, but it's a, like a Kodak affiliate company. And he was just like, Danka sounds better. Let's go with that. And we were Is all, Danka? yeah, we were yeah. like, oh, that sounds awesome because yeah. of obvious, you know, weed and all that. And we were <laughs> <laughs> high school, drugs. high school kids <laughs> and Joe really, really excited drugs. about that. <laughs> yeah. he was a but um, yeah. what, what was when did I start playing guitar? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, started playing guitar as soon as we started having to need a guitar player. You know, 10th grade or so. Okay. Because we, we, we had this space, like a jam space. Logan's mom was like, you can play here. You can do, you know, free, free reign to do what you want. But you know, you gotta get got somebody had to play guitar. It's so <laughs> funny because usually it's the other way around. Like a guitar player will learn how to play the bass or the something because I mean well, I learned how to play the bass, but then it was like just we already had a bass player and a drummer, so right, it's like somebody so. you can't just sing. Yeah, so it was like I gotta learn how to. S it started with just doing the bottom three strings, but you're really holding them down. You're really you know? good singer yeah. though, too, though. Yeah, you're a great singer. When did that start? Oh. Um. Really young, honestly, really, really yeah. like probably second grade. I started like this is a something that's hard, hard you know, I don't want to ruin my cool guy persona, which is non-existent. But like I watched a lot of, you know, MTV, TRL, pop stuff. And uh, I think, you know, just really influenced by harmony and stuff like that. And I've always sang. But um, it's something that like you suppress a little bit with, uh, you know, being in sports and, you know, doing that stuff in that coming of age time in middle school, you're not really singing, you yeah, know, right, yeah. you know, like, so you're not really like, I'm a singer, but you know, and mainly like, you know, you have to take the role as the singer of the band. And then probably out of high school, I started like really, really caring about like what I was doing vocally and being like, okay, I'm proud of being a singer. <laughs> no, so, yeah. you know, like, like that's you know it takes some time to mature i guess were you doing sports and stuff throughout middle school and high school yeah i like i've definitely like i played football i did when i was younger i did baseball and basketball and i really really loved skateboarding i like was sponsored with skateboarding really and made some money uh teaching lessons and doing summer camps and stuff like that so like actually I, i've always learned like kind of said like with marketing yourself as a musician skateboarding taught me a lot because it's very independent sport and stuff like that yeah. and like so many people are so good you like kind of have to position yourself to to put yourself you know like hey sponsor you know what i mean like nobody's there's a million people that can kickflip there's a million people that can do a g chord they're like you know sports sports and you know like yeah it's it all translates yeah totally. it all translates 100 percent, man and i'm here to rant that's, well, that's 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 literally what this you, is. Yeah, for sure. It's all about you, you bro. You play for uh, uh uh what's the what's the like it's not festival, but the, the thing that you do at Kona every year. What's that Um called? I don't know if it's too annual anymore. I haven't uh But it was like before. I remember you The art thing they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I helped do the music thing, but uh honestly, I think they wanted to take it more like the gear that I have to offer. Like I had 
two subwoofers and two mains and some monitors. Yeah. And I feel like they needed a bigger production value than what I could offer. Kind but I did have a good time organizing. You know, like yeah, I got yeah. a couple bands together and we, we did it underneath those, the half. Yeah. yeah, we did it underneath the half pipe. Oh, you know and it was. Yeah, I remember. Pl- I, I, yeah, I was booked, telling him when, yeah, when we, he we booked me there. And I remember like walking in. I was like. Holy shit, Kona from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's was, right here in Jackson. Like, <laughs> I had no it's idea. Like oldest, isn't it the oldest skate park? Or I think it's the oldest private skate private park. Because I, I, I saw something on like Thrasher or Skateboarder uh, Facebook page. They were like, check out the oldest skate park in the country. Of course, I was butthurt because I was like, Kona's the oldest. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that shit was a very, uh, that was a very surreal experience, like walking into that park. Because it was just like as a, as a kid, I was big into skating when I was in middle school and high school as well. So it was just like a very kind of, I don't know, nostalgic thing to go there without having actually been there. I had a connection to it just yeah. through that, you know. Yeah, definitely. Nostalgia is the word. Yeah. <laughs> I like the soundtrack. I was really bad at skateboarding, but I, I played all those games and wanted to be skateboarding, but I was bad because I'm bad at all sports. Uh, and what I, what I got into, though, is a video taping everybody and editing and everything like that <laughs> there was a a meme that went around it hell was, yeah so that's what i would do hell all yeah my, all my friends would go skateboarding but i'm gonna take video dude <laughs> we were all filming filming but, everything yeah like, jumping we were trying to be on be jackass dudes that yeah of course ridiculous yeah. there was a meme going around so many bushes i jumped into in my day <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> There was that meme where the, where the guys, the kids, like holding a uh, like a, like a really old camcorders, like me in two thousand three filming my friend trying to kickflip a two set. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I saw that today. So that was good. Funny. That was good. You're like <laughs> truth, <laughs> truth. Um. So I guess uh, first of all, first off, I was digging into some of the Danka stuff, and I I'm a fan. First off, like I I hadn't really like checked you guys out a whole lot because just I'm not able to go see people play as much as I'd yeah. like. So uh, well, I saw you guys at a at Monster Mash on that that first day, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is like really good!" And then I started checking out the music. Uh, you have three albums out, right? Yeah, we have. We have yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. You have three. And as somebody like when I was when I was like uh, you know in high school and just out of high school and stuff, that that whole like, California reggae thing was like that was like my thing. So I'm a fan from that perspective. They're really good, like well written songs in that genre, you know. And uh, so what what kind of took you to that world, uh, that, that reggae thing? Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely just my my mom, I guess, would be like put me into the direction of like listening to Bob Marley and, I, you know, another guilty pleasure of Jimmy Buffett. Just like kind of getting uh, getting exposed to the punk rock aspect from my brother and like just it all kind of accumulates to that not that one sound because we have you know more some alternative songs for sure some more dub driven songs and you know songs that are punk rock and but the reggae aspect of things what pushed me towards it was probably just being you know my mom putting good records in my hands yeah <laughs> that song uh, too heavy i was listening to that one today i really like that song a lot that was like a really good. There's like that section to kind of like a nine eight kind of thing, or like I don't even know what time it is because ah. I yeah. just wrote the lead. I wrote that rhythm like 
I just had that in my head, like dun 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 But I'm like not. I wasn't counting time. No, of course, yeah, but that's that was, I guess. I mean, that's that's what makes it cool, though, is that it was just something that you heard, and then that's just what it happened to be. It's 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 always better. It always sounds better to me when it's something that's not forced. People try to like write things like that are like overly complicated Nerds. just for the That's sake why I don't of learn. It. That's why I don't yeah. learn things. Yeah, often. I, I agree with you completely. Like the the whole idea of just being like, I'm gonna write like the most complicated song just yeah. for the sake That's not of how it. it works, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can make the most yeah. complicated song, and then you know, fucking. Uh, 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 Music nerds will just jerk off to it. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, well, you know, I uh, I'm terrible at like counting and stuff like that. I've ri- we've written a couple breaks uh, in the, the song Oblivion on our, our I can't remember if it's the second or third album, but I cannot play that live. Like <laughs> really? I I serious I can't, I I've, I mean I can play it live, but it's like maybe every fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> like that I hit it right. It's just. I just uh, I lose focus easily. So yeah, I feel you. So studying the rudiments of you know like time and stuff back in you know like in my early education, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get that. But if it sounds good, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for that's sure. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, what? How do you feel? Uh, is the the writing process? Is that something? Do you like bring songs to the table, or is it collaborative? Does everyone kind of bring their own thing to it? Or how, what's it, how's it work in Danka? Uh, I hate that I'm so selfish about it, but a lot of times, uh, I base. I mean, most of the times, I'll come up with the idea and present it in like a loop, or like a, or I'll have, I'll either have a like a, a whole song written from on an acoustic guitar, and like this is the song and this is the idea for it. And what I like the collaborative sense of it is, you know, I fully trust Adam to uh, to put a bass line. Like I'm not thinking about. The specific baseline or a specific thing it's more like my songwriting like when i present the whole thing is like these chords these chords over these lyrics we're like this out this new one that we're working on is i gotta present some songs that are like more that way like here's the chords let's go because right now we have a, a like i think something like 150 loops that are like that i recorded in a long session or i recorded or i saved on my loop pedal and we're basically like building songs off of loops that we like and then categorizing loops that are like oh, this sounds funky this sounds more like a dub song this could be a punk song That's cool. so it's like we're sorting through to make uh like instrumental tracks that I'll put lyrics over later, which is like the opposite of like how I'd like it to be. But they're both valuable songwriting techniques. I yeah, guess. Yeah, totally, like, man. I mean, that's. I think that's yeah. a. It's definitely a good exercise in in just getting figuring out different creative ways to do it. You know, there's no sense in sticking to one way yeah, if you have an urge to do something else. Anyways, they're coming up with that much. Uh, you have so much material to work with. So yeah. I think that's a that's a great way to to write. Music. Well, it's like. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like repetitive a lot of times with like, oh. you know, like the material, but like every, every little lick is different, you know, it's right. like, it's a little different, like, and, and that's, I guess with like being like a one, you know, like I really, you know, with, this is just a whole on a, on a left field, but you guys in the, the doing those funky Mondays and stuff like that and doing, uh, kind of opening my head up a little more to like the jazz and funk world has kind of made me think about doing reggae in more of an improv way and doing like, you know, kind of opening, opening up 
to like improv a little more with yeah. with your ideas and like being being able to explore different time like different genres of improv like yeah kind of ch- crossing i don't know i don't know how to articulate that well but like i feel like in the past two or three years alone we've I've just like been exposed to a lot of good a lot of good tunes and a lot of good musicians and good yeah, people man. i mean it's, i feel like dub music in general kind of has kind of lends itself to that with just the, the very kind of accentuated uh, effects that are they're there and like a lot of space yeah a lot of space to explore yeah. you know and yeah. within that space it's really easy to get from like a like a reggae kind of groove to like a funky kind of groove and then from there you can take it to like different it's just like yeah it's <laughs> it's all just like you know it, it's all just a variation of kind of a similar concept you know yeah and it's like you can turn i don't know Brett Bass says he never said it but he said it's like reggae is like appalachian bluegrass like you know it's like they all kind of are the same, right? That, that yeah. I mean, it's 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 a. It, I mean, it's a kind of folk music. Or Appalachian you know? reggae. I said that wrong, but you know, it it's just like, hurts my ears when people say Appalachian. It's Appalachia. Appalachian. Sorry. Appalachia. Sorry. That's okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like every, every kind of rhythm can be changed, and no, then yeah. there you got a new genre. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. I mean, and it's all and it's all like some variation of folk music. You know, not yeah. not like highbrow music. It's all it's all coming from like people that were kind of the subculture. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. I never really thought of reggae as folk music, but you get down to the roots of it. That, that's what it is. I mean, it's yeah, hundred percent. Like Most yeah. Def described hip hop in that way, where it's like it's folk music, which is why when the pop world got a hold of it, it died because it's not meant for you know like the masses. It's like it's a it's a it's folk music, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm about it. Uh, it's for folks. It's for folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what folk music means. Yeah, all, all the music is folk <laughs> all music. music is folk music, bro. <laughs> all these folks. That's so silly. <laughs> like the silliest thing I've ever heard. All music is folk music. I'm gonna say that all the time. It's real life. It's <laughs> <laughs> real life. Um, what's uh, the uh, like the recording process like with Danka? The the production sounds great on all the records. Yeah, Where would you record at? Um, we record with Stan Martell. I think he's like just the absolute best as far as like trying to get. Or caring about each client, and I'm not doing an ad for him or anything, but he cares about every client. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he I have worked with a couple different producers, but I've been with Stan for about like eight years. Yeah. Like, he, he adds a lot of, uh, you know, taught me how to harmonize. Like, with, he helped me sing, become a better singer. But uh, he contributes a lot of ideas. He's like our, our ghost member. That's awesome, yeah, man. He's really, really good at what he does. That sounds like a good band name. Ghost member, yeah. ghost member. <laughs> That's some weird implication. It has to be taken. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it reminds me of Total Recall. My list is so long. Oh, he, he will not know about that for sure. Really? Never He's saw never it. Did you see the new? Did you like the new one? I didn't watch it because I would be. I would you get upset. Really You're a purist. Yeah, of course. Uh, what about re? Like, all right, we can talk about this later. No, no, no let's talk about let's, it. Let's let's do all it. Right, we can go on rants. I love remakes because I feel like. Uh, like I like opinion? to give him a, ch- I like to give oh, remakes a chance. Opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I because I get it, think about like how like film has only been like seven like maybe yeah. like film is only like seventy or eighty years maybe a hundred years old, yeah. and like how many stories do you possibly fucking have? Yeah. So Every- try giving up. Give that another shot. Give that another shot. I'm, I'm willing to take. That's a definitely chance. for that also. Yeah. Like that's where I kind of. Li- 
Maybe I did my unpopular opinion. I just stumbled upon my That's unpopular fine. opinion. That happens a lot in the show. But it's okay. Hmm. <laughs> There's so right. many bad remakes, though. That, that is true. I mean, that's yeah. no lie. That's going to Re- happen, though. Total that's Recall wasn't that good of a remake. I was remake. about to say, was it okay? It was okay. <laughs> it was visually really cool, but it's still kind of a hard movie to follow. Did or, like, Colin it's just like, if I'm not me, then who am I? Like, yeah, did, that he said that. Colin, that was that was great. <laughs> did Colin Farrell have an Austrian accent or no? No, he had an Irish accent. Yeah, he had his Colin Farrell accent. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I thought that you know some of their future ideas were pretty cool, like. Roads, cars driving upside down, or driving Did on they the. Still r- had the <laughs> it was cool. What was it, was it called? The, the, the Johnny Taxi. What was it called? I can't remember the name of it. Doesn't matter. I don't. Doesn't matter. Sorry, I went on that one. No, I it's just, all good. I just, <laughs> I just showed Carrie Total Recall. Oh yeah. Just a little while ago. I, that's on a regular rotation for me. No, I know. And, and then I, I, I watched it. And I was <laughs> Never really seen it. Like, Why do you like this movie so much? I'm like, yeah, it is, it is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I, I get what you're trying to say. That maybe, th- maybe that's their justification for making remakes is be like. We could have done it better. Like, wait, well, the remake is so much different than the like. It's a totally different story. Yeah. Like, it's it's interesting how they fucked that up. But I like to see how they fuck remakes up too. You know, I can't think of any remakes right now that I like absolutely hate. I can't like think. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I there's mean. probably some that you don't realize are remakes too, though. Yeah, that's true. What about Cape Fear? That was a terrible movie. <laughs> what? That was. A that was I haven't seen that one. That so was. I, haven't any, seen I, haven't, I don't have it any is, input on it. It's it is. Amazing. It's one of those things where it's like the thriller aspect of it is it's like me- very meta. So it's like like the way that it's you all cut up. Yeah. yeah. So the way that it's like all cut up is like it's it's so bad well, and hard to watch, but that's kind of adds the thriller element of it from what the way he explained it. And I'm just like, I don't know, like the way that I think about movies is the way that he thinks about music. Like for me, I, I don't want the editing to be a part of of the kind of like you know like like the experience i just want it like in the sense where it's like you're gonna make this uncomfortable to watch because you're at you're making the editing a part of the thriller aspect of it which is like which is like i don't know do you see it's like a cop out almost yeah it's just like it's 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 too i think it's it's a little too heady for most people so someone like me who's not a film buff i watch it i'm just like this movie sucks because not only is the editing crazy but the acting (laughs) is also really bad no i yeah i'm with you a little bit and that kind of but also it adds to the thriller element it's like it's uncomfortable to watch like holy shit i can't watch this anymore but i guess that's what keeps you on your toes Art is to an extent. That They're Martin, making movies. Like, Martin Scorsese made it. I gotta watch it now. I yeah, guess that's what I'm doing when I get home. And Robert, fucking Robert De Niro. The worst Southern accent you've ever heard oh, in your it's life. Bad. It's so. Well, what do you expect? You get some guy from Brooklyn to have a Savannah, Georgia accent. It's I'm so such, excited. It's such a bad it's movie. So, such a bad movie. Bad. It's, it's so, so bad. Great. You watch the first like 30 minutes of it, and you feel like you're on like the worst fucking coke bender ever. Yeah. Because it's just like just do 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 like editing and everything like that. But it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I I understand. That's why I just explained. Like, I hate that fun. element I of it. Listening. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, back back to the subject here at no, hand. That was good. Before. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a movie review segment. Well, I, I me. think <laughs> I've always wanted to do an old movie, like a movie from ten years ago yeah. review. Yeah, yeah for sure. Brilliant. That's brilliant. my favorite. My favorite uh, old movie. Po- our podcast on YouTube is uh, Red Letter Media. Do you ever watch them? No. They're great. They do. Uh, uh, they got famous off of doing the Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace review. And it was just like <laughs> everything wrong with it. And it's fucking hilarious. But then they, they turned into this whole production and, and they review movies all the time, like every day now. And it's fucking amazing. I love that, sh- that, yeah. that show. You should watch it's it. I'll check it out. But you don't like movies. I said that I don't like movies. I just don't you watch. You've seen The Matrix. Yeah, I'm not going to watch yeah, right? it at this that, point. That's the exact reaction you should have is. Uh, 
I've never seen it. At really? this point, I'm not going to watch it because I catch so much shit All right, from not seeing it. All right, songwriter. I love watching movies, and I consume way too much TV, but it's yeah. is it way too much TV? No. Because I think that everything that you know you absorb yeah. contributes to what you do. 100%. So that's where I'm like, but, you know, with Maybe I should go outside more and absorb more nature. I mean, <laughs> that's, there's there's that. Overrated. The hundred percent overrated. No, going outside. Billy hates being outside. Outside is, overrated. outside is so overrated. But uh, I I think movies are the uh, uh, like pinnacle of art. It's got uh, drama, music, like uh, what else? Like story, like literature. It's everything. It yeah, we're just petty musicians. But what's what's so great about some <laughs> right. some uh, 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 bringing back to music? I guess is what's so great about movies is they have. Like soundtracks. There's yeah. a role. There's a role for musicians. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, my favorite. I've always wanted to be uh, the person that like picks the songs for the movies. Yeah. My uh, uh, cousin who lives out in uh, California, he uh, actually was on Oh Brother Where Art Thou and helped with all the uh, uh, music. Really? Now. I know, right? I love Coen Brothers. That, right? Yeah, I'm all that. about Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and, and uh, Coen that, Bro- that's Coen Brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I sound like the an idiot. Really <laughs> <like that>. <laughs> yeah. I was, fucking love Scorsese, bro. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. with the music to do, and he would say that back back in the '90s, what they would do is uh, they would uh, watch a movie with uh, no audio at all, like the whole way through, and then they would just sit there and be like, "Fucking this this song would be great for it." Yeah. Like, great example is Forrest Gump soundtrack. The great soundtrack. It is a great soundtrack. Great yeah. record. B- great record. Great <laughs> yeah. Our fucking bass player does the best. Yeah, Sean does a really good that. impersonation. But that, that listing, I, I think I want to know the stats on it. We need, we need production so we can get, like, what's the stats on that? Yeah, we need, a, we need a Jamie. We need a young Jamie. We need, we need a Googler. Jamie. Yeah, we need a Googler. <laughs> that sounds literally. That's what. That's what you need. But Someone to Google on call. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> what. <laughs> Googler. But but uh, uh, of no I think drink. that because it came out in '95 that movie. But the album sold like more than the movie did, and all it was was just uh, like just CCR and Allman Brothers. I always say all the time whenever we play cover shows, I'm like, hey, let's like, just do the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Exactly. Basically, <laughs> they, they asked us like, what kind of music do you play? And I'm like, do you like the Forrest Gump soundtrack? They're like, yeah. I'm like, also, John Mayer. Brilliant John answer. John Mayer. John Mayer just wasn't born yet, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, no, he's, he was, he's just chilling. I've yeah. heard a couple. You just play like a few John Mayer. Is that where the jokes are coming from? It's, oh, yeah. I, we, I, we, John, we play we, a lot of John we, Mayer. No, no. We do three John Mayer songs. Through <laughs> the, the entire, out of a four-hour out of, out of four hour show, three we, John Mayer tunes. You're suffering from the Danka curses. Yeah. Like, we play... We play like four, maybe five Sublime songs I was gonna say. in our fifteen-year history. Yeah, but we're the Sublime. They're like we're we're fucking Sublime band. That's but that's <laughs> I that's the way she goes. That's the way she goes. Especially when you do. Especially when you do. That's the way it goes, bro. Oh, man. That whole genre, but you, it's even more cursed when when you're doing like like that 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 California reggae genre. Oh, because it's like a hard at, time out here, yeah, folks. You gotta play Red Hot Chili Peppers and Sublime. Well, oh, just I actually more never sublime. Why would you? There's no way. What? I swear, I don't. <laughs> you, know, you know they're not reggae, right? There's like no aspect of the Chili Peppers but that's reggae. From the same time and everything. Long no, Beach. Well, they were from before. They were before Sublime. They were like the early '80s. Really? Chili Peppers, yeah. I don't know. I was always. Anyways, just, I always put those two I bands mean, together for some reason. They well, were big I, in the early '90s. I see but. why you do that, or I can relate why, because I definitely started playing bass because I was like, I want to be like Flea. And even that's like, not, I think everybody I loved, at our age you know, was like that. that that's even yeah, that's a why long running joke. We even say that to people in the crowd. Like whenever uh, he starts playing the intro to uh, uh, "What I Got," I'm like, I fucking love Red Hot Chili Peppers, man. Because that sounds like it could be a Chili Pepper <laughs> song, at least when it starts out. 
<laughs> or the same way when we start playing uh, 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 Under the Bridge. I'll be like, fucking love Sublime, dude. Anything great stuff. Really on the great. microphone, <laughs> too. People, people, like, that's, people get so irritated. It's like, that's not Sublime. Yeah, people come up to me like, you know that's not Sublime, right? I'm like, you know what jokes are. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what jokes <laughs> Man, that t- like, touches on... Uh, people get really, really... Uh, people care a lot about their uh, their music. Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, like... It's it's a big deal. Well, yeah, for sure. Entertainment. Don't take anything seriously. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love all that. But. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premier show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played in some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, it has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention Bottom of the Bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. Um, back to the music Ooh. stuff, though, since we're kind of back on that subject. I did want to ask you about like the progression of the Danka albums and and kind of like, do, do you feel that your style was evolving and that you were kind of heading in different directions with, with every album? Hmm. I think my first album was a good interpretation of like what we we're trying to do the second one probably explored a little bit more growth uh and like songwriting like really taking it a little more serious and uh touching on subjects that are you know more more mature i guess more growing up and you know coming of age kind of album you know, you know it was probably 2014 or something like that or 11 no, I, I 2012 so on Spotify 2012 yeah. yeah sorry it's, it's been a very big blur of yeah. like <laughs> when we released those and how you know it's very stressful processes but yeah, I, I think the second <laughs> album was uh, you know exploring we kind of did some songs where like I maybe shouldn't have put them on the album as far as like marketing our package of this type of band you know like songs like Too Heavy like I almost didn't put that song on the album which is terrifying to think that you know like because a lot of people really like that song and i'm like okay cool so but their third album i think was probably our you know it was only eight songs but and i i tried to stick to you know the more of a a polished more not polished idea but more of an idea of what danka is and how we want to market and how we want it to look and the art direction of it yeah not just we're just weed ha 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 like it's not just a weed <laughs> band it's like we're making songs that have content about our lives and about the things we like to do and who do we like to throw our middle fingers up to and you know stuff like yeah it's a grow-up record yeah you know like you're this is how i'm trying to present the, the not the final package but this is what i'd like it to look like yeah you know what i mean so and hopefully we'll do the i'm i'm pretty sure that the next one is going to be as solid and i i, I don't I feel like a couple of songs. It's definitely going to be more of like the me, like for me. Yeah. Kind of an album. Like self-indulging. Right. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. And, uh, or exploring a lot more into like 
personal times of like self-loathing and da da da. Like you know, every songwriter has to do that, but totally. God, is it obnoxious? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's. It, I think it becomes it becomes <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> it, it becomes obnoxious when every song is like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like I think that it's important. People love Taylor Swift, though. Yeah. I know. God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do. Bad night. It's like right. Yeah. I fucking know. They love people. People like her. Uh, people really like the the one or two songs that come off the album, though. They don't. Oh. Like, most people don't listen to the entire record. So you're not a fan. <laughs> Mm. There's some songs actually that I think are really catchy from Taylor Swift. What's that song? Uh, I knew he was trouble when I he walked in. Came in it's like a good song. I wish I had some reference because yeah. I, I, I'd love to contribute. <laughs> I love Taylor Swift. I only I only know that because I used to play in this cover band back in South Florida, and that was one of the songs that we covered. But it was like just a catchy hook. But but I think that it's good. I think it's important for artists to be able to express themselves in whatever in whatever way is necessary but i agree with you i think it's a little obnoxious after a while like if you're like three or four songs into a record and we're still talking about the same thing yeah then it's or or, or even if the subject is poor me this is what i'm going through then it's all right guys we get it well i mean i think you can you can say i mean you could you could get away with it it's a metaphor it means secret no, I'm just I love Dewey Cox quotes. I could yeah, quote that movie. It's a metaphor. It means secret. You can you can subtly say anything over and over again, I guess, in a million different ways. But yeah, it does get a little self-indulgent, though. As a whole thing, like people, when you're making an album, you do want to think about the whole process of listening to the whole album. Yes. Yeah. Or you're just making a bunch of singles. That's you know true. what I mean. Yes. Like, yeah, it's kind of either or. <laughs> So that's a good that that's actually a good segue into this next thing that, that I wanted to ask you about because it sounds like it sound and and like you should but you put a lot of thought into the marketing aspect of it. Did you do, did you hire a PR firm or did you work with any marketing companies to bring the record uh, to market? I guess or did you kind of release yourself and and do all the promo yourself? Um, this next album, we're definitely going to do some sort of uh, you know playlist placements kind of things like that where we're not necessarily a firm but more of like there's companies that have uh basically dudes build playlists that get a lot of plays and yeah they offer for a low rate to get your songs on those playlists oh yeah and then that builds traction in spotify and all these things um I'm sorry. What was the question? No, this, uh, <laughs> I'm dead ass no, 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 no. So, 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 just did you did you get on the last few albums or, or on oh, any marketing, of them? Marketing, yeah, marketing, marketing, marketing um, campaign. The last yeah. album, the last album, we I worked my ass off and played a bunch of shows, and we spent about five hundred dollars, maybe putting a couple of Facebook ads of our Spotify links to market all three albums. Okay, like we weren't like when we put out the third album, it's like fuck, we just spent. A lot of money getting this produced and a lot of money that getting this duplicated. Uh, your returns on the investment are strictly self-indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Or just right now, at least. I mean, like, it's, it's, unless it's a long game. You're a badass. Yeah, it's a long it's a game. Long game. But you know? we, we did it ourselves. Short answer. No, that's uh, I'm, I'm always curious about that with bands because when I mean, we're we're recording our record right now and part of the, the struggle that we're facing, obviously, with the lack of gigs, we don't have a lot of income. So but we put a, a shit ton of money <laughs> into the recording process and the producing aspect of it and the amount and of time right and just all of it. <laughs> and then and then it's, it's like that's stressful enough. But then when it comes time to think about releasing it, so well, you need the you need the album art. You need you need you need to be able to after you spend all this money. 
be able to get get it in people's hands and be able to get some kind of you know buzz about it. Otherwise, it just goes into the ether. And no one knows about it. So yeah. I think it's important for bands to think about that kind of stuff. So I was just curious. You know, a lot of bands don't do anything. Yeah, I think uh, our our next game plan though is to get a budget set up, allocate how much you want to spend, and then where we want to spend it in the smartest possible way. Yeah. And I'm thinking grassroots like campaign signs type shit like why not put them in the yard put them in fucking right on the side <laughs> of the road why not like why not? i'm thinking That's like funny. i'm thinking i'm trying to you know when we actually get the budget say, like, we raised like 600 bucks on an album fundraiser and it's gone you know yeah. I mean, we have three almost three songs tracked still no vocals and it cost every bit of that yeah, like yeah. it's Expensive. fucking crazy you could spend that in a day but yeah you know? like <laughs> we went three sessions and it's like oh shit and then the last two sessions I've paid for myself, and it's like, this can't, this, this can't keep up. I like, um, there are limited gigs. Like, yeah. I don't have, I'm lucky this week. Like, this week is paying my whole month. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got three or four gigs this week, and I'm like, so nothing else for the rest of the month. Yeah, That's we're in the same I'm boat, because we've been recording an album during the pandemic, and like like you said, like, we started, and like, I no, wanted we'll, to we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly, right? I wanted to finish that l- at the end of the year, or, you know? Like, I wanted to finish the album no, way I, sooner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we, if we Our could, single's supposed to be out right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, so, we, don't we get mad, fans, out. because no. the, we're all trying. We're all, we're all in the boat right now. It's it's rough, but like, like he said, uh, with marketing and everything, uh I don't know who who you said uh, gave you that advice that you need to spend as much money as you did recording it on marketing. There's been several. Yeah. I've heard several agents, managers, PR people tell you that if you spend ten thousand on the record, you need to spend ten thousand on the marketing, or it goes, or there's no point. And then like you think of like all the big name acts and everything like that. Like I'm sure like they're you know recording with the most you know special people ever that are top dollar, but still the marketing on their albums. Two and three times, four yeah, and five times, least. like, yeah. I mean, the access to the, to <sighs> the bigger publications, like Rolling Stone, and, and and all like the big names, you know, the, the international uh, publications and stuff like that. It's it's just, I mean, their reach is so much more. And then also, it's like they have a team of PR people working for them to do it all. So it's like we're out here trying to to find the right firm, or even if you want to go with a firm because that's a lot of money. Maybe you can make the calls yourself, but then you're kind of just shooting. You know, and you're kind of just shooting in the dark with that because, and, and when you're trying to represent yourself, you you know, people that are in the industry can ask questions that make you look dumb as fuck. Oh like, yeah, you, I mean, it really is important to have some sort of representation or know what the fuck you're talking, what you're talking about. hundred percent. This leads me to my next Woo. point, which is why we need to start uh, contacting um, Instagram models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant with marketing. Thank, thank you. Brilliant. Yeah, he's not talking about Instagram models. He's talking about like porn stars. Well, that's what they are. That's oh. who. He's, that's They're, what he's talking well, about. I'm, but, yeah, I mean, that's what they no, are. You mentioned a porn star earlier. Easy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Easy. That was our conversation. <laughs> but yeah, she was. She was putting up. She was putting up for four thousand dollars. I'll promote anything on my video. I have fourteen million followers. I'm just like. We could do this. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. How about? Everybody's going to watch 2000. that. 2000. 2000. 2000 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. No deals. <laughs> no deals. <laughs> you do no not negotiate with porn stars. Five for 20, no deals. Jesus. <laughs> Five for 20, no deals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So uh, what kind of touring did Danka do? You guys did some, some, some pretty extensive touring, yeah, right? Yeah, went all the way out to Colorado. Colorado. Well, the farthest we've been is uh, Phoenix. But oh, wow. That was a... Uh, that was a lot. Yeah. We did it as a, a 
an attempt to uh, look cool. No. <laughs> Isn't that what all touring is at first? God. <laughs> God. Um, people gave us good advice, and we didn't take it. And uh, we got – so the whole story about the 2016 tour, which was really fun, and, uh, you know, it was great memories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remember and when you were know, going all the very, way out there. Very, very stoked. Very stoked to do that. But um, we got paid an ex a ridiculous amount of money for a 30-minute set in uh, South Park, Colorado. But that's an actual place, South Park, Colorado? Yeah, it's right. I didn't know that was a place. It's right next to Denver. But they had a big music festival. They were – short story is some people in Tampa were using our song for the intro to their podcast. And uh, they were organizing a festival out there. They said, name your price. And I was like, here's our price. Because uh, I was like, that's enough to get us around the country. So we booked a bunch of dates on the way to that for basically playing for free. And then we made played the festival, went to California, and then down to Arizona and played. And then we wrecked our car in New Mexico. You Fuck. wrecked it? Hang on. It, we what wrecked. Happened? We totaled the car, but it was still <laughs> drivable. So we drove from Ari uh, <laughs> somewhere in New Mexico back to Jacksonville. Oh, no, with a totaled van? Yeah, yeah. It was it was rough, but um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? The fuck? Uh, we had a, this guy that was driving. Uh, he lost the the road in the sunrise. Oh yeah. So like the road was curving, sunrise was happening, and he couldn't see. see. All right. I don't know. So he hit the the barrier. It hit the fi it like fucked up the fender, but yeah, we've toured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy story, man. I always keep seem to go on these tangents, and I can't remember the question. No, by the end of it. no, it's fine, man. That's yeah. what it's all about. Um, but so, were you touring for the? Uh, I mean, that was what was for like a festival. But were you guys? Have you guys toured any of the records at all? We've toured like so. I mean, back in when we were really, really grinding, it was like I could book a tour up to North Carolina or up to Baltimore and back. Like within a night, I could call all these contacts and have a have a tour set up. Okay. So we did that all the time. So we we went up and down the coast because it's really more there's 13 or 14 major cities up the east coast and there's 13 or 14 major cities across 3,000 miles towards the west coast yeah the east coast is just the east coast is way to do smarter it. to do no i know so we used to do that a lot and had a good time and had a different ro had several rotations of the band you know band different band members here and there like done a bunch of tours had i was in your band. a bunch of good time yeah you played some shows with us i did i was for i think four shows four shows three or four shows three or four shows yeah i played freebird with you did you, you i remember that? that now i remember that now i remember that very vividly now because yeah. you thanked me very graciously afterwards I, oh that wow was first, that what, was the first what, time what i got happened? to play freebird i always wanted to do that yeah and well then, how gracious was it it was really nice it was really sweet because i thought he didn't like me after <laughs> uh i thought he didn't like me it because it wasn't you uh and i felt that he thought that he was underpaid but no we i always pay everyone equally i and that that wasn't the i problem. don't know what i was like will doesn't does he think I suck or like? No. I get unlike vibes from him. I, I, <laughs> He's a uh, weird guy. I was really young. I, was, I think I was uh, 19 or 20 when I did it. We and young, my yeah. friend was like, you've been playing with him for this long. You got to get paid. I'm like, okay. So I'll, I'll put my uh, uh, foot down. I'm like, I got to get paid. And then I, I remember talking about it. And we made like, what, like $50 at the get at the. I gig. think we make $50 each or something. Or, no, like, we, I, was like $50 period. And then it was like, we I got I remember it was $16. That's how much I got. Oh, but shit. And your drummer, not to make names. Uh -oh. don't, don't say the names because I don't want to. Well, he's, I mean. The, but he, he threatened to kill me. Oh, God. And that's why I quit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I've my number somehow, since kicked him out. He's saying like, you just played the fucking bird, man. 
You should be grateful. Next time I see him, I'm gonna punch you in the face. I'm like, I'm out of this band. <laughs> yeah, I've I have since kicked it. We got into a fist fight. Well, since yeah, we've yeah, since ki- I since kicked him out. Oh wow! I'm a very uh, unilateral decision maker. <laughs> you gotta be, man. You gotta, to you gotta be. Sometimes I, I had no idea about that. I'm sorry about no. that. <laughs> God. I never told you that. No, but he, I, you know, years later I saw. Uh, I have to cut this. Vid- I don't want to get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't tell. That story. No, t- uh, let's talk about years the dirt. Later, but I love the years dirt. later, I saw a video of him on uh, just like a random Facebook share, like somebody was sharing a fight that they filmed downtown, and I was like, "Yeah, it's very that's fighty him." Guy. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" So people fight, and that's kind of a Jack's Beach thing to do, and that's oh. kind of why. But you I know. did. I had fun. I had fun playing with Dinga, and the, <laughs> uh, the reason the reason why I knew you uh, was through Joe, and Joe was in the band uh, as well for a little while. Um, and that I, I loved when Joe was in the band. Yeah, God I, damn I always, it! I always wanted to be in the band too, and I would always like, Joe, do you need a keyboard? He's like, not now, man. Like all through high school, I'm like, please, can I be in Danga? Anyways, uh, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I stopped doing it because of that, and then yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. That is, it's <laughs> she rough. was dysfunctional. <laughs> it's rough when I was like uh, uh, growing up. That's all I wanted to do was be in a band, and so I kept on like trying to uh, find people to, to start bands with and then I was like okay I'm gonna just join bands and I would do these bands and I'm like what am I doing just fucking just do it yourself yeah, yeah. So it has that's to the only way you can point. do it if you have that I mean, drive or anything like that then that's what you have to do you have to start your own thing I yeah. think there's like and a fail miserably yeah <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what happened with me <laughs> I, I think and now I join another band there's no failure. Every yeah, yeah I mean it's, it's all it's all learning experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, you know, everything cliche is cliche for a reason. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like totally, you do learn from all your bullshit mistakes. No, I did. Or I learned a lot. Anyways, I think uh. it's I think it's it's also like, like at least from my perspective, it's like I was never the guitar player that was going to get hired on onto somebody else's into somebody else's band like as a guitar player. I've done that gig like I've been just a guitar player, but like it's clear you can like if you ever if you look at like old videos, I was not the guy that was going to be like the call for a guitar like, as just a guitar player. Oh, I never. needed to have my own band cuz I was there's so many guitar players that could just do a world away from what I was able to do, yeah. you know. So I think a lot of us kind of fall into that position where it's like you know, and the way that I, I describe it is like, well, I'm not really like a like a musician. I'm more of like a like to t- not to sound like a fucking like a douchebag, but like there like there's there's the artist and the, there, there's a musician. Ben stri- Ben made a post about that that like resonated really well. We, I already start. I never know how to say his last name. Struck. So I didn't want to yeah, yeah. fuck it up. Um, he articulated it well that he's like. I'm an, I'm an artist and the vessel is the guitar like that I choose the media that you know, yeah the like, media yeah it's nice yeah it's a nice sentiment yeah for yeah. sure and I think that's I think that's what it is for a lot of people man like like it's a you you can play an instrument and you can be pretty sufficient at it or you can be you can be really good but like like for instance like Derek Trucks right. That guy's not gonna just gonna be the guitar player in somebody's band. Like he has to have his own band because his sound is it's so unique that it's not gonna really work in any situation. It's not his own. You know what I mean? A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm with you. It's like it's like if you listen to like the like the like the pop country stuff, right? You're all those studio musicians. You're, that are you just would like, be like that's Derek Trucks. Yeah, you're it's like, it's you're like directly. To yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, so you unique. Yeah, it's like it's it's not Derek's show. It's like they just want standard country shit going on. And there's guys that are amazing at doing that, and they're the the best musicians in the world. Yeah. But like, you don't want Derek doing that because it's gonna sound like Derek, and the, it's not his show. Yeah, you know. So 
I don't know. I kind of want to hear a Derek Trucks country pop song. I I'd, I'd, I'd be down to hear it too. Country rap say. song. Country Ooh. Rap. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Juicy. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Country you guys, rap. when are you gonna get a sound effects board? I'm ready. Oh, sound we should do that, board. right? That's and a good an idea. An iPad with the. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> ready. You're hired. Ready. Do you want to be the Googler? I could totally be a Googler. It <laughs> doesn't I got pay Tuesday anything, but it's great if exposure. I got I, yeah, <laughs> if I got Tuesday nights, I'm about it. Dude, I'll be your Googler. I completely. I completely. Ask me, I'll sit over there. And just <laughs> 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 Only if you guys get headphones, though. Yeah, guys, I, know. I want your headphones. We're getting need some headphones and some booms. And we're we'll trying to. Yeah. We're trying to get some new. We're trying to get some sponsors so we can afford new microphones yeah. and and get some. Dude, you know, I'm make it a whole Sennheiser. thing. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Like I love this. I micro- love it. Too. I love it's this microphone. It's just the sound quality on the audio only. It's not that it's bad. It's just like it could be better. You know what I mean? It just looks better on camera to have like a nice little setup. Yeah, but you know, you know we're not here for vanity though. I mean, but I'm we kind could of into be. the vanity. No, I'm, <laughs> no, <that's fine. laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you can. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, so I, I did want to ask you about uh, the looper aspect of what you do because that. Can I get another beer? Yeah, get another beer. Are you alright? I'm okay. I'm gonna uh, actually. Can I get a refill on water? Yeah, really? oh, <gasps> be careful! Wow, uh, bro. Please excuse the technical difficulties. The booth. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Billy's a fucking asshole. Anyways, Anyways <laughs> in Billy's absence, um, we shall discuss. <laughs> so I did want to I want to ask you about the looping stuff because that's the first time I saw you do that. I'm pretty sure was at the Monster Mash as well, at least in like that in that capacity, and that was like that blew me away. It was so good. So what is? Oh, <laughs> not trying to. Eat. I, I wouldn't even say if I wasn't if I wasn't honest if I wasn't being honest about it. But I, I do want to know like what prompted that. And is that like going to be, is that like its own vessel or is that still like kind of a Danka related thing or what's your goal with that? Um, I think, well, I mean, I, I, I started call, I called it Matt Henderson and the Invisible Friends for a I long saw, time. I saw, I remember that, yeah. I, like I called that it that. I, I, I think I might just stick with that. The, right now the page is still up called Invisible, but like that seems so, I don't know. Vague. Pretentious, I guess. Or it just seems like, like a deep, douchey. It sounds name. like a DJ name, Invisible. I guess. So I might make a kind of a... Uh, like a, the Invisible Friends or just Matt Henderson, you know, like I kind of like keeping it simple these days. And but um, it's hard to say that it's so much far apart from Danka because a lot of the loops that I make are something that w- might end up on a Danka album. Right. That's what I was but thinking about. I think like with the live performance and how much energy goes involved or is involved with it, it's definitely becoming its own entity, especially with like. Music Fest News Review. I was like elated to have that because it's definitely done good things for yeah for that. Um, so solo career is real. Is like a definite not career or whatever to sound like an asshole, but it's like pursuit. definitely be uh, pursuing like playing more shows on a bigger stage under just my name. But I'm definitely writing songs. You know, like songwriting goes towards Danka. Okay, I got yeah, you. Like, so it's not like it's crazy how far Ed Sheeran got with that. Like that's how he started with like looping. You know that? Yeah. He just, he just played like a looper pedal at fucking Red Rocks to like a sold out crowd. Well, yeah. he actually like designed a loop. Like the loop pedal that I'm playing on, his engineer basically took three of the the smaller loop pedals yeah. and just aligned them all. Like I wish I had that loop pedal because the loop pedal that I have has all these pre and post effects that like are just bullshit that you don't need. He like actually made the loop pedal that you would be practical. <laughs> like, must be nice to so be like, at that level. Yeah, like or he must 
be really fantastic at networking to make find the net right people to help you. Or his dad's rich and bought him all the, you know, like. It could be that, too. I am always I mean. wondering. I always wonder, like, how did you finance that? Like, how did you they don't. come up with the money to to build something like that or they, they it's, don't it's hard it's they hard have, to figure it out they have people that they have people that are in the industry and they have a name and then they're like hey if you can make me if you know if you can make me this then that's your name that's getting out there in front of all these people so just they, they get it for free yeah. there's no there's no financing like at all it's really smart actually yeah it's sponsorship it's endorsements it's yeah. like it's like all so like the guitars. engineer that made the pedal for ed sheeran is like i'll do it because because you're ed sheeran because your name yeah sheeran's gonna be on here yeah you know what i mean what about before he was famous it's so weird like I what <laughs> like, did, did, did he get it before he was famous yeah or was like i don't know oh, i don't know the, i never really oh, studied okay. ed sheeran but like, uh, I did notice that he had a pretty dope pedal. I have a side story about Ed Sheeran. I was at the gay station the other day, and a homeless person asked me, or a couple actually asked me for money. Uh, but before they asked me for money, they go, they, they, they're they like, excuse me, excuse me. And they go, oh, shit. You look just like Ed Sheeran. And I was like, okay, you're not getting any money. From I'll me. take you it. You should have been like, I am Ed Sheeran, and oh, fuck you. Here's $2. I've gotten that a lot, that I Ed Sheeran a lot. Um... So is there is there like an aspect of the looping thing that that you enjoy more or 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 that's just different? Explain like what that like what that experience is like versus playing with a band. Um, I really, I mean, I think I like them. Like you know, if you were like a dad asking if he loved his children, <laughs> which no. child more? No, um, no, it's, yeah, I love I'm them sorry. equally. I love them equally. No, because, no, uh, I. I love playing with a band because there's so much to learn from playing with other musicians and I would never ever, you know, want that to go away. Yeah. Because there's ugh, God forbid a day where we can we just play with ourselves all day. That's yeah. No for sure. <laughs> That's no fun. I don't know. Tried to be funny there but no. um, you know what I mean? It's I, I I love looping and I love doing the nothing beats playing with a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah hearing the kick drum behind your back or feeling the kick drum behind your back and just you know like friends and yeah it's just way better and the interaction i feel like that's what i'm curious about is like because it seems like there's but you do so much with the looping stuff that you kind of get this you kind of build this platform that you can art that you can start to interact with so i like like live performance solo there's a lot more freedom yeah but part of being a musician is having some discipline and that's what i like about playing in a band okay like there's so much more freedom in the loop pedal i can be a fucking wild man you know what i mean like i can i choose when the lyrics are to to be sung right you know? and like whenever i want to solo i'm fucking soloing it's like there's no one else on there but you know what part about having a conversation in music is letting other people do their thing right so it's sometimes it's hard to have balance yeah but it's fun i like band playing in the band way more so what uh what what prompted doing the looper thing was that just like something that was like a like a like an just being able to play more gigs by yourself and make some extra money or was it like a passion that you had that you wanted to explore like, like what why did you start doing it deep questions deep questions um honestly huge influences were people like keller williams and zach deputy and fucking uh nate holly and local guys like you know campbell and all those guys mm-hmm. i was around it a lot and we were and it almost seems like looping is a, a very southeast thing because when you go down to West Palm Beach and stuff like that, they're in like up north and they're really blown away by looping. And it's yeah, like, really? it's like every day for us down here, we're looping yeah. all the. There's so many good loopers, and then when you go around, 
maybe it's a matter of they're more purist or they haven't seen it or it's like I don't know but a couple years ago it was like we were touring and I do some loop solo shows on the tours and stuff and people were like oh what the fuck really? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is going on what is this well, where? devil magic I remember we had someone in Saint in Indian Rocks Beach in Saint Petersburg in Saint Pete like Indian Rocks Beach is just outside of Saint Petersburg right. so the people were just like what the fuck <laughs> like so it's I don't know looping is I don't even remember what you asked me, but yeah. Just say like what prompted it. What prompted it? Yeah. Is I just really was attracted to it. I love beatboxing too. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you're like, you wouldn't think that that's like a fun thing to do, but like once you get on a subwoofer and like really. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. fun. It's fun. Yeah, man. That's what <laughs> like we're coming up with noises. It's like, it doesn't matter. You're not doing it for anything. You're just doing it. Yeah. Well, I, well we were watching that monster match and uh, it was like Joe Marcinek and I were just standing next to each other talking. He was like, how does he get that fucking sound? I was like, bro, he's got two subs up there. Yeah. That shit's just coming. It's like, that shit's just thumping right now. Yeah, it sounded, it did not sound like you were beatboxing though. It sounded it, like it was a full on drum machine or something. Yeah. Really I tried good. it. I definitely, uh, yeah, a lot of work went into the snare sound. It sounds ridiculous to be like I put a lot of work into that snare it's sound. Mouth sounds. Yeah, like, but I mean, that's shit. That's what it, it is. is. Like, yeah, like you hear how a sound, like a snare, sounds on a drum machine. You're like, try to make it, try yeah. to mock it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, le- like like learning any, any other instrument. You try to emulate what you hear. I can't. Do it that. seems ridiculous, <laughs> but it's that's it's fun. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Good Beast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. Um, there was a... Uh, drink a problem. <laughs> no, can't, can't hit my mouth. <laughs> but actually, totally missed my mouth. But you are right about the, about the thing, but with a looper thing kind of being a regional thing, because even coming... So when I first moved up here is when I started seeing it a lot. Really? Now I, I knew like who Zach Deputy was and and, a lot, and some of the other loopers uh, like Keller Williams and some of the other people it's that were out there. Me. I thought I guess guys I just been here. I, I was know. surprised I when, I, was when I kind of realized that I was pretty surprised what? too. But maybe it's you know now I'm sure it's not true. Everybody and their grandma loops. But just like but so when I first came here, I think that a lot of it's also, you know, the beach bars hiring like like kind of solo. A lot of solo acts or duo acts, and just like I think a lot of the budgets at the at the bars, like along the oh, coast, I, kind I, of maybe that's the reason why. I, I think also that's think definitely looping a got he, or a lot bigger because a few people were looping, so bar managers and stuff were expecting that full band sound for the budget. Like yeah, you're saying exactly. Too, like looping kind of became a necessity for cheapskates. So that's how it got or started. Is for undercutters, no, or undercutters, and like like you know, people, kind of to wow. a certain degree. Well, you know, that's like, an interesting take. That's a t- that's that's one hot take. That's a hot take. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Hot that's one bad. hot take. <laughs> but uh, that's just a part of it. Like I mean, fuck, everybody. You know, every couple of years you get a batch of people that are gonna try to do a gig for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean, like fuck. Yeah. Fuckers. Big yeah. time. Well, Sorry. They want to have fun. I mean, like, no, everybody needs to play, but like, you know, you got to have standards and price rates, and you know, like. You don't know that when you're coming up, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, ta- I've that's definitely been that guy too. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you gotta learn. It all, every there takes a lot of learning to to know your worth and to 
to not go into it premature. Yeah, like, to, you know, jump on a stage when you don't have the material. Yeah. You know, I've seen people do that. Where I mean, that's also, but that's also a good experience, though, too. Yeah, yeah, because like, it's like, then it's like, well, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, every, I think everybody has to have that, or you are had a really good music teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even though you can't teach that being on stage, yeah. it's a whole different thing, man. That just comes from experience. Yeah. Just getting, like, I still have. Have it, like there's some nights where I'm a little bit more on, but I still have issues with just like if if I don't have like a thing planned out to say, I I just sound like a complete idiot up there. I don't know what yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I feel like we we're we're all pretty good at doing that either way. So I mean, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's interesting now. I don't think twice about it uh, uh, being on stage, but then you talk to people and they're like, "How the fuck do you do that and get on stage in front of people?" I would just like. Die. I've had a couple of people say I should be a right? stand-up comedian. I'm like, what? No, I would never. I just fucking you know when you're when you're talking on stage and everything's going, yeah. it's. I feel like I'm moving a million miles an hour. Right. Yeah. It's not like I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. Right. right. We had, I don't we know. But I do have a couple. I, I take that back. I do say air hugs a lot. I'm like, I do have a couple things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody get air on. hugs and yeah. air high fives if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> and like, <laughs> just a couple. You, know, you have your zinger. You have to be comfortable with air hugs. I'll give you yeah, air yeah. high fives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to have like a couple zingers That's in your good. book. But uh, uh, we had a, um, a stream here a little while ago, and I remember the. Um, the name of the foundation that they were with but the two women that were here and one of them got so nervous about being on camera and I, we were just, it, all she was doing was uh talking in front of people and i'm just like yeah i don't get that ever i don't yeah. get I, i've never i want to be there i don't know how to i've had i mean it. honestly i had some trouble in public like in uh, uh junior co- community college they don't call it junior college anymore <laughs> community college uh public speaking class like public i had a hard time with that like yeah. i had a really hard time with that but i feel like i felt like i was an a fool because at that time I was still performing live. Right. Like I've performed live since I was 15 years old. Like what the fuck? Why can't I give this? And it was literally like a presentation about, you know, like an introduction of another person. Like yeah. I, I dropped out of that class so quickly. It's like, well, it's, I mean, it's a little bit different public speaking. I don't know what it is about it, but well, we, we get to hide behind our instruments and our music. You right. know? So yeah. it's like if we say something stupid, it's like, okay, we're just going to play the song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Versus like just being naked up there. It's like, well, if you say something stupid, you kind of have to figure out how to recover from that without playing an instrument. It's the same thing. Yeah. We boil, we really boil you it really down. really boil it down. We boil it down. We're all the same. Yeah, well, and everything is the same. <laughs> it it has to deal with like public speaking. If you if you're not if you haven't done public speaking a hundred times or whatever, then you're gonna be nervous. But yeah. playing music, I've done that thousands of times now, and so I'm just like, yeah, this is nothing. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't ever get nervous before a show. I don't care how big a show is. Yeah, I don't even think about shows I anymore. Don't either. I'm not. It's the same thing every time. But I, I do definitely hype myself up a little bit. Like I I'll get be like. In the zone. I don't yeah, know. I like gotta think about my whole life before I play. <laughs> That's like the fifth Dewey Cox reference. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> I'm on it. I, I get I get nervous before like big festival shows or if I know we're doing like a showcase or something and then there's a lot of people there. Um, but if it, when it comes to like a bar gig, I don't like that. Doesn't yeah. I don't think twice about that. Should I get uh, th- literally? It's not even. It's like I'm just walking and hanging out with friends. Yeah. The only but yeah. That's when I get most nervous. Is when I really? have to play in front of friends. I do. Too. Yeah. I honestly can attest when to I, that too. I, like I could play to like fucking uh, ten thousand strangers, and I'd be like, this is fine. I'd yeah. be more nervous to play in front of like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not you guys, but no, I'm just kidding. You know what I no, mean? Like, but like friends that are like you know that are, like like dudes from. Uh, What's that? Some of the guys on Funky, I can't think of the guy's name, but Funky he's just Nuggets? like a, no, uh, the 
the Funky Monday. He shows up oh. every now and then. He's like a really talented guitar player. Guitarist? I think he was in Sweetopus, but I'm not sure. Oh, oh um, Dan um, Hunting. Dan, oh. like I'm almost like. If he showed up to it, like, I'd be, like, scared to play or nervous. Like, somebody that's, yeah. like, but, like, he, it's weird to think about, like, why. He's very talented at guitar, and I'm sure he's, you know, happy you know, to see that. He's happy to see somebody yeah, else was, playing. I, well, it's ridiculous to be I nervous. I nervous on that. On it's ridiculous to be nervous around people that you th- perceive as much better than well, you. Well, because, yeah. because, you know, yeah, it's, that's silly. What it it's silly. Well, no, it's silly. I don't but, know if it's silly you know, because you also know that musicians are going to be judging you judging the hardest. Judging you, yeah, yeah. And even if they're not. Even if it's but I do have tons of respect for Dan, and that's why I'm Yeah, that's why I'm. Like, oh, that's God. the thing, man. But I, I even like, shreds. but even even if they're like close, like 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 Adam, Adam Kennaway and Sean Taunton are, are become pretty close friends of mine over the years. Yeah. yeah, and they they showed up to the garage like two or th- like two weeks ago, and I was playing there. For, that was also my first gig there in like since I filled in for you one time like two years ago. You know? Yeah. So it was like. So I always get a little nervous when it's my first time at a bar. I just don't know how I'm going to get received. So that's always a little bit nervous. Yeah. And then they walk in. And even though, the, even though they're, they're both really good friends of mine, it's like I know they're also like like amazing musicians and also like a world away from where I'm at as a musician. Yeah. So it's like I so like I instantly got I just tightened up even more. It makes it so, worse. It makes but, it worse. But it's yeah. and then and then Sean walks up and puts like fucking like five bucks by tip jar. like here you go for some lessons and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's like fucking hilarious. I was like fuck you. <laughs> Oh, well, you man. got it easy, bro. <laughs> it's solid burn, but it's just. It, but the, and and like obviously they're joking and stuff, or at yeah. least to some extent. But like, but I saw him at I saw him at the garage, and I tipped him twenty dollars and wrote "Merry Christmas" on it on the twenty on the Jackson, right? I'm That's classy. Yeah. Oh, was, was that but you? Then it, but yeah, that was me. And then I uh, there's like there's like three twenties in there. I'm sorry. It I don't said know. "Merry <laughs> Christmas, Tony 305." Who the fuck do you think it was from? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Anyways, that. and then I was like, <laughs> uh, "But you had to play uh, uh, Kiss from a Rose." I did play it. And didn't did. I? I fucking crushed it. He also, does. he does Ooh. crush that song. <laughs> Baby, Batman yeah. forever. Yo, how do you feel about <laughs> Clooney's Batman? Clooney, oh, the worst. I liked Batman it. And Robin. So. But that's why it was good. I but liked when it. I was, when I was, uh, I, I, was kid, too, man. I thought it was good. Everybody hates it, but I loved it. I, uh, <laughs> he recovered. I, it. I, I, no, kill anyone hear this one. <laughs> when I was a kid, though, I uh, uh, that was my favorite movie. I remember getting it for Christmas when I it came out. I watched it so many times, and I then I didn't too. realize it was bad. But I liked, I liked it Arnold was Schwarzenegger's good. Mr. Freeze. That was my favorite part. I loved it. And then Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. We're gonna get. Crap. This isn't yeah. a popular opinion. Oh, this is very unpopular. She's so very hot, Uma Thurman. She's still, she's still, she's still banging too. She's doing work. As my girlfriend would say, she can get it. <laughs> she can get it. She can get it. Are we doing another round of cheers? Is that what you're yeah, doing? Hey, sure. cheers, fellas. Why not? Yeah, why not? Happy to cast. Yeah. Tonight, no big deal. Um. So before we get too far from the weeds, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but. Um, you're pretty outspoken on social media about your political affiliations. I'm curious. Affiliated? Uh, affiliated. Affiliated. I didn't know you uh, affiliated. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> um, you've. Uh, I remember it was. Uh, when, uh, I guess it must have been like probably two years ago. What you, when you were kind of doing campaign stuff, what, like at your gigs and everything, right? Like you were. So what was like the. Why 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 did you decide to, to take such a public stance on politics, knowing kind of like the repercussions of that? And then, uh, what was I guess like the uh, intention behind kind of weaving your music career into your political passion as well? Um, 
I'm trying to remember if it was 2018 or 16, but I've always worked on, I mean, I've, I can't remember if it was 2018 or 16 when it really started going, but, um, I was, uh, employed by a company to help voter registration. Right. And then the company turned into like, they made a transition once primary, uh, candidates were chosen to back a candidate. Part of the job is to, um, make social media posts and with a social media following i see so i would have to re- make a post er- daily on one of my outlets okay but that was you know something that i was you know morally and pr- like a man, of, a man of, i was passionate about do doing this just, yeah. and i also think that you know blending a cur- you know we're one of the few jobs where you can actually blend your idea ideology and your your moral standards and your moral or your your just personal convictions that's part of what i do and i don't feel like you know it's excluding people or you know i'm fully uh, come on and be safe over here i feel like it would be unauthentic and it would be a, a disservice to people that are consuming the product that is me that i'm selling to not put my opinions out there on things and yeah, if that's, that's good, if yeah, that's, that's a good take, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, and uh, you know, another take on it is to be silent, is to be complicit, or to be, you know, which is kind of, you know, not everybody's meant to be in politics, or not everybody's meant to be outspoken. So I kind of don't agree with that, but I'm taking it as, you know, I like to speak my opinions on it, and it's it's healthy to have conversations. I've made. Uh, some foolish posts out of like maybe really? uh, emotions, oh. you know, like, or, or just like in the heat of the moment. But I feel like, you know, you always have a chance to reflect and a chance to I feel like sometimes uh, you, know, very you go hard. Sometimes yeah. you go hard on your convictions and it's like, shit, <laughs> I never, I never, uh, everything that I'm trying to do is just what I'm trying to do. It's not like, this is just what I think. It's not like I'm trying to fucking, completely change the world or anything it's just no, yes. part of part of what i'm part of my life experience is is this so like being politi- politically active and having a voice and being a musician you know music is or musicians have always had a had a a, pl- a role in politics and a role in in social you know social ec- advances you know like it's the voice of a culture the voice you know. Of, you know like think about there's just like any any kind of song like the national the star spangled a national anthem is yeah. music yeah, in politics well, I mean, <laughs> like, th- th- like there's a reason we chastise the, the songwriter <laughs> like well, i mean there's a reason why why i mean this is not this is kind of like you know kind of going off the deep end a little bit but it's all verif- a lot of this is verified but there's a reason why governments use like use music and have funded uh, operations. That's to, what Hitler to, said. Is if you control the, the music, that you control the youth. Well, if you contr- yeah, if you and all, and <laughs> also if, if, no, but also if you if you if you if you use the culture, <laughs> if you yeah. use the culture, to to, to if. Uh, as an influencer in the population, you can in turn use that population against the, the powers. Yeah, that but be. that's like saying that any musician that's backing a candidate is a subordinate of like that candidate. No, like under old, you know, like I used to like, like you know, but like look at the story of Bob Marley when he was you know the they did a concert for peace and he literally brought the hands of two politicians together because that's exactly what they were trying to do is say that this 
concert that Bob Marley's throwing is for this candidate or this candidate. And it's like, it's just like, it's kind of just a distortion of the, what's actually happening is what's happening is an artist is conveying his personal convictions. That's, right. That's literally it. Yeah. Totally. And it's either your choice to consume that and or not. Cause it's part of you. And yeah. And doing. like, that's what I'm saying. The, p- the product of yeah. what I am, like what I'm trying to convey to the world. And I, I think that it's, you know, maybe I've said some, or got been, you know, harsh or whatever. Like, I'm not a there's no it's, there's no lynch mob here on my my side of things. It's like, I want people to use their wallet wisely when they choose to buy a product, and you know, or when they choose to consume something. Like, it should be. A, I want you to know exactly what you're getting when you get me. You know. Yeah. Like, no, that's that's. Like, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. Like, yeah. Really good if, answer. I really like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I would like to be authentic, perceived as authentic as possible. Authentic, that's that's man. all. I've always thought so. You know. <laughs> so do you? So is this something you're going to continue to kind of be active on? I mean, I don't think that. Uh, I think that I'll be more uh, oh, conscious of, not just like t- putting people on a like uh, to holding. You know, I'll say it like my, the Zach deputy thing. I really held that man to a, like I really looked up to that guy and like to to be let down by one of your. But did he really let me down or like, you know what I mean? Like he was at like the whole spiel about like what we're basically talking about is like I made a post that was like F you Zach deputy for for going to the to the Trump rally. Oh, I didn't know that. He was was at the Capitol. He was at the Capitol. And that's shocking news to me. And that was, you know, it was it was huge to me to find out that news that somebody that I really looked up to and respected could align with those align with these ideas but interesting decision. not everybody not everybody is uh evil that's you can't once we start painting yeah. things with a broad brush we miss a lot of details yeah, you know what 100%. i mean so not everybody there was evil people that did that shit were e- were really fucking bad and they <laughs> and in my personal opinion incited by the president yeah but not everybody that goes to a rally is no, a fucking is the devil all. or is a racist or is this i just never and sometimes my emo- like i really did get upset and i was really let down and yeah. you know it's not good to uh, ostracize people, but I do think it's important to act with your wallet. And when, you know, like that's that's, I'm not part of cancel culture, but personally, I you know I choose to cancel things that I don't that don't seem morally, like just don't seem right. I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not going to spend my dollar. That's your choice that's to do that. Yeah, maybe I'll be a little more subtle in my approach to <laughs> things, or maybe I won't, you know, chastise people because I couldn't imagine how much how i would feel if somebody did that about to me you know right so that's why it's like it's you got to choose your time and my and your words m- mindfully because people have made posts like that about me where they're like fuck this guy for doing that really and that's you know like Ugh. that's what happens with being outspoken but when you're a person of if you really think you're authentic and really try to stick to your principles and be just a man of morals or, you know, like, and I'm, I'm not preaching holier than now, but just stick to who you are. And that's, that's pretty much where I'm going as a musician and where I'm going as a person involved in using my voice for whatever the hell I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to also weed out some, some people that may like, for me, w- what I've noticed there, there's a, uh, are you familiar with atmosphere? The rapper, the rapper the, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, so I like I went to an atmosphere concert. Oh, <laughs> nice, so cool. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he's he. I mean, uh, amazing that that whole like Minneapolis co- collective is amazing. But like, what did he get like really 
I don't even know the no, story. No, no, no. He he just he has a song. It's called uh, I can't remember the name of the song at the moment, but it's like they treat me like a uh, they treat me like a god or they treat me like a leper. You know, and it's like a lot of the times that when you're in this or treat me like a king or treat me like a leper, whatever it is. Um, I've, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like in in this line of work, people kind of it's like you're you're either like this this like bigger than life kind of enigma because they don't know how to play music but as soon as you do something or say something that they don't agree with all of a sudden it's like you're the court jester you know yeah and i think that you know in being outspoken uh, i'm definitely not brave enough to do it but like in being outspoken in, in your views i think you might weed out a lot of people that, that look at you in that way yeah maybe it's not a terrible thing you know i think that i, I don't think that being true to yourself is ever a bad thing so yeah exactly like you know like but look at kanye though but look at Con- <laughs> but it you know there's being true to yourself and being insane like yeah. fuck <laughs> oh um, man i've seen too many kanye videos to not have an opinion so yeah <laughs> yeah well we're gonna get him on but i do appreciate you guys bringing that up and stuff so like yeah, you know, yeah totally like, man uh, uh, yeah we don't want a little bit of a clear the air know, but let's see it'll be Oh, next Sunday when this airs, that's when they're going to storm all the capitals and everything like that. Oh, so my God. So we might God. be in the middle of uh, the emergency. All right. Well. Yikes. Uh, well, we love you all. Yeah. Either way. And Stay in, safe. And in, uh, <laughs> that, in that case, let's move on to Unpopular Opinions. We've got to wrap this opinions. up soon. And this is when you would do the sound effects. Unpopular Opinions. Yeah. Um, I had a good one. Do you well, want to save it for last? We usually have the guests uh, uh, save ooh. it for, for the very last. This is juicy. You, no, no, you go for it. Go for it. No, you can't. If you want to no, no, it. I'll bring it home. Okay, okay. okay. Bring but I'm going to think about first? three different ones. It doesn't matter to me. Well, your name starts with A. Mine's B. So. Okay, so uh, my first one is I love stale cheese puffs. That's the weirdest one. Weird. I've all these already. I already know all of them. But you, like, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like you <laughs> know, it's like when so you open weird. like the cheese puffs and it's like they're kind of like no. when you bite into them and they're like they're fresh. It's kind of like this weird thing where it's like. The texture is like kind of crunchy, but also kind of soft. I don't you know like what? The, I'm I with like, you a little bit. I like the chewy, fifty percent staleness. You know, fifty percent. Bite into it. It's got like a nice. It's got like a, like a bit of a, a toughness to it. I'm into that. Fucking breath is tough. I'll tell you that much. All right, all right. Uh, my opinion. <laughs> so I gotta get to it. Oh, uh, bring up uh, politics. I miss hearing from Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. Donald Trump. Donnie gets it done. What Donald Trump? Oh, you miss. Oh, you're bored. You miss hearing. Oh, you know what? He's banned. He's he's banned. I miss hearing. I miss hearing about Donnie. I'm not anymore. You know what? I'm not gonna miss like the redundancy of late night comedy. I can't wait till we have something new to talk about. I'm sure they'll find something else to be redundant about. I just miss like like throughout the day. Like he would just he would just tweet like ten times a day, and he could just go on there to be like, oh, there's. That's a great take. <laughs> That's a great take. <laughs> I miss that. He, he what he was such and such as a wash up. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> he he was take. funny. He he was funny. Let's I'm, give him that much. I'm he was a, a bit a, of a comedian. A not not as a president, but he's kind of funny. I'm a nihilist. At South Park heart. did it great. They were like they made it literally look like he was doing a stand up. <laughs> yeah, so like, good. So how about these fucking guys? <laughs> you know, like Mr. Mackey. But but I, I'm a I'm a nihilist <sighs> at heart. So I I just laugh my ass off to everything that he says, and then I would always respond or reply to him. And he never replied back. He never called he never back. Replied. But that's okay. He's busy. He's <laughs> but right now, I just miss hearing from him. You sound like the battered say. housewife. Huh? That's what, what you sound like right now. No. The battered housewife. Did she don't reply with the porn star? Anyways, keep going. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> my sec- my unpopular opinion is I don't think 2021 is going to be that big of a difference from 2020. At least the last couple months of 2020. You, you still think we're not? Gonna that's a hot take. That I think we're already balls deep into it being worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, look at oh, Doctor J had a stroke, dude. Like, not cool. Did he really? He was a brain aneurysm. Damn. I think he was, he did he was trying to say that we uh, twenty twenty one was predicted to be better. It was predicted and to be now better. Now he's saying he's like, no, twenty twenty one is worse now. It's oh, gonna it's be worse. worse. Okay. No, no, it'll be fine. Well, We're gonna get weed. Like well, that's gonna be good. That's gonna that's, happen. That's gonna happen. I don't even smoke weed. I'm just saying that. Uh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. gonna yeah. I'll start smoking weed. Maybe you should. It's legal now. There's no paranoia involved. Yeah, yeah. I think that would help. Actually. That's not where my paranoia comes. <laughs> I, hate, I hate people say, tell me that's like, well, when it's legal, you won't be paranoid. Say, I'm, I'm, I don't care about no, getting arrested. No, it's the crucial anxiety. anxiety. For sure. My chest caving in. Or just the things that the fact that I have things to do tomorrow. You know what I mean? No, I for sure. That's that. That's one of my things. Like, this is illegal. <sighs> so that's why I don't do it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at it's all. Been, it's illegal. been years. Oh. Illegal. Yeah, that's my, one of my favorite. I know every word for that movie. It's a great movie. Anyways. Um, oh, my second one. You'll love this one, man. Oh, we're just supposed to come up with more than one? No, no, no. Like Guest no, comes up with one. We do three. One, us with three apiece. Uh, oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, Star Trek is better than Star Wars. I'm totally with you. What? New I ones. going to be 100 No, no, no. Star Trek, new movies. Yeah. I'm not big into the old Star Trek, but I'm way into the new Star Trek movies. Really? Love them. I can't really get it. Like, I have a hard time watching old films. Like, I have to sit there and really focus yeah. on watching them. But, but like, have you seen all the original Star Trek? Movies? No, I haven't. But I like Star, so. Start you number know, but one. I, I, it's great. I, and just sit down. It's just a hard time watching the the. the it's che- cheesy as fuck, but it I love it. It's like, cheesy. Uh, it's good, but all the all the new Star Wars movies, I hate it. Every single one of them. There wasn't I like a the good new one. Star Trek movies are badass. Star Trek. I watched all. Way better. I haven't I seen new any Planet of, them. of the Apes movies are fucking awesome. I watched like, all of the Star Trek. I haven't movies. seen any of them. That's <laughs> a good. That's a good remake. That actually turned out good. Killer remake. So, uh, but I watched all the Star Trek movies uh, the, from the original all the way to the end. I didn't watch any of the new generation ones. But again, just I can't start even do it. Okay. Well. No, anyway. I can do. I was saying I can't do. I, I like. I gotta catch up on Star Wars, and I never thought that it would be that way because yeah, I used I to. I watched all the Star Wars, yeah. and then it's like. I, haven't I feel missed, like I haven't missed I've one. I've been overwhelmed. Yeah. Was, uh, I anyways, stopped. After, episode, after episode two, I was like, I can't do this episode anymore. Episode two? These are so bad. Episode two. He was over Star it. Wars. He was over it. What? He was acting, over it. Or episode three, I think. It was episode three. I saw this. I was he like, the acting is terrible. I feel like we can have this discussion. We can't have this discussion with him. I'm just saying. Anyways. Acting's terrible. They're bad movies. Desperately. So okay, I'm going right, to give you my unpopular opinion. Hold on. It's not even an opinion. My last one is I'm not super into music gear anymore great what's your unpopular opinion <laughs> well you got one more don't it's you it's not even an opinion it's like i was listening to a foo fighter song and i thought that it was a nickelback song what that was that it's not an opinion it's more of like a realization that should've, they're should've kind should've of similar <laughs> in songwriting structures oh, no. so like why do we hold one band to such a high standard and in one band that's like it's zero actually pretty similar <laughs> in songwriting structures i have a Your theory unpopular opinion that you like nickelback no my unpopular <laughs> opinion is that there's no difference there's really no difference between <laughs> the Foo Fighters and that the might Nickelback. Be worse. That might be worse. I will say there's really no difference between the sounds of these like <laughs> guitar tones and the song structures and stuff. That's true. It's more that society uh, has fucking shamed Nickelback for just being Nickelback. I have a theory and <laughs> praised David Grohl for being David Grohl. I, I have a theory. Know. Like they, we've made this platform that doesn't make sense. It's equally shitty. I think Nickelback starred the, the rumor. That's a very unpopular opinion. Like, That's a good one. I, I think Nickelback starred the rumor that they sucked. I as for a marketing it's a ple- nice for marketing troll. Thing. it's a killer troll and, it, and do you they know how much money I, I saw the Facebook uh, fan page for Nickelback pop up recently there's like over a million and likes I, not on to it. say that I don't like 
Foo Fighters and stuff like that. I was just saying that they're you very also like Nickelback. They're very no, cool. I don't <laughs> like the band <laughs> per se, but like that's I've listened to the music Foo and Fighters I'm like, yo, this is very similar. Why do people hate one so much and hate the other? It's something that I kind of don't understand. I've always kind of thought that the Foo Fighters were overrated anyway. It's it, it, it overrated. Doesn't, yeah, the word. Sure. It doesn't make sense because Nickelback no, started bad. the rumor that they had suck. Had a guitar solo one time. They're professional <laughs> musicians. <laughs> they're literally professional musicians that made to the top of the fucking field. Yeah, they can't be terrible. People that are uh, no, they're good arrangements. No, they're great songs. No, they're great songs. It's definitely a great song. I'm kind of on your side, though. They have some great songs. Um, but Nick, I, I believe wholeheartedly, maybe that's my unpopular opinion again. That I believe wholeheartedly that Nickelback started the rumor <laughs> that they sucked and that they were the worst band ever. Can, can it mean, caught on. Listen, listen, it caught on. Listen to the song, uh, Rockstar, <laughs> and just and, and, and you can and I would say the lyrics, they're they're, they're good lyrics. No, they're good. How are y'all in a band? Band together. I'm just, I, all right. I'm just saying, Chad Kroger, <laughs> best songwriter ever. I'm just saying. I'm saying, Dave Grohl, let me hear a guitar solo. Anyways, uh, it's been a pleasure <laughs> hanging out with you guys today. Thanks, Matt Henderson, for coming on, man. Yeah, Can we fun. end it with a triple five? Triple, triple five. five. Cha-cha! Oh, my God. <laughs> that was super corny. Um, <laughs> Uh, make sure send us your unpopular <laughs> opinions or suggestions for the show at bottom of the bill at gmail.com. Buy tickets for our show at Jackrabbits on February 5th, and we'll see you guys next time. Adios, muchachos.